Evening, great evening, great evening, great evening. Hey, folks. Hey, millionaires. This is Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin here with another millionaire midnight rant. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, here. This is the Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin podcast where I share my thoughts about how to achieve your goals. We talk about manifestation. We talk about success, prosperity, and creating a very successful, profitable business. If you don't know who I am, I'm Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin. I'm a young black man from Houston, Texas, and I grew up just like you, average, poor, with nothing. But through the years, okay, decades, I became a self-made millionaire here, and I just want to share my philosophy with the world and give you the opportunity to pick my brain, okay? Give you the opportunity to ask me questions here. You can always ask me anything, and it's free. I'm not going to charge you my rate of $50,000. It's free, okay? You can ask me any question about your business, your life, your mindset. Maybe you want to learn how to manifest your dreams. I'm here for you, okay? So, tonight, unfortunately, we have to talk about something serious here. I'm going to talk about something that's going to be quite devastating devastating for some of you. But I'm going to uncover the wool that has been over your eyes for so many years, so many decades about school. And I'm going to talk about how, how the school system destroys your chances for success. Okay? And I'm going to explain it to you here. And I know... Some of you already kind of believe that, but you don't really understand how and why it does. The reason why 97% of people would never be successful financially, they'll never have, you know, control of their thoughts all their life. 97% of of people, maybe more actually, would never reach the level of Millions of dollars here, and I'm going to explain why. But before I do that, let me give you guys a shout out here. Hey, Mark. And thank you for the likes, hitting the love button as well. Thank you for um, some of you that tag people below. And yes, I will be answering questions at the end. But first, let me talk about the school system because I want, I want, to, I want to share with you why. You know, most people would just never be rich. They'll never be successful. You know, the school system has failed you in so many ways, and I'm going to explain it to you. So you'll be able to teach your children, right? And so you'll be aware of why you're like you are and how you can change it. Make sense? I think people, once they understand why they do what they do, there's an opportunity for them to change. Many people are very confused. They don't know why they're procrastinating. They don't know why they quit. They They just don't know why. They give themselves very vague excuses here, but I'm going to give you the truth here tonight. So go ahead and put your names here below. Okay. Um, take notes as well. Noah, Aaron, how are you? <clears throat> um, also have Ritzy Palmer, Gigi, Money Mike Wynn, Mark Rivers, Iran, David, how are you, sir? Aisha, how are you? Okay. Samuel Alexander. Mr. Jackson here. 
David. Amanda, are you? All right, so, um, hey, Tiffany, how are you? Yeah, that's my view. Don't you love that view? That's H-Town, Houston, Texas here. It's gorgeous. Hey, Lawrence, how are you? Wally, Elon, Elion, Tay M. Cersei, Sheldon, Max, Lily Vargas. How many of you like this topic here tonight? Smash the like button. Okay. I'm in the jacuzzi. Uh-oh. You're in the jacuzzi, huh? I love it. Somebody rich rich over there, huh? So, yeah. So, comment below if this is a great topic. And I think it is a very profound topic here. And uh, this, this, this topic here is actually going to be in my book when I decide to write it. But I'm going to go in deeper detail here. But um, you got to understand this. Okay. You really do. And this is really debilitating people's any chance of success. I mean, listen, you know, school, and I'm not just trying to just throw rocks at school and be very derogatory, but it is not setting you up to succeed. <laughs> it's really not, you know. If I knew what I knew, what I know now, this is the reason why I teach my children. Like they go to school, but I have to teach them the game of success because it's not being taught in school. And as a matter of fact, school, you're kind of taught to be a robot. You're taught not to use your creativity. You're taught to follow rules, follow instructions, right? Kind of sets you up for a job. So let me get right into it here, folks. So listen, the reason why, because as you folks know, I don't, I don't play around. I just want to get to the point here, right? Uh, <clears throat> no fancy stories tonight. I'm just going to tell you what it is. I want you to think about something, Okay. Why do you think the average person such as yourself, you know, when you start a business or when you start a company or you try to do anything that's brand new, okay, because obviously you want to be wealthy and you want to do well. Why do you think we, like it's so important for us not to make mistakes? You ever thought about that? You know, because I've trained a lot of people. I teach a lot of people online, whatever. And what I've noticed, you know, everybody, they trying to avoid mistakes. They don't want to make any mistakes in business. And internet marketing, digital marketing, affiliate marketing, network marketing, people don't want to make mistakes in business. And because when they do make the mistakes, they get discouraged here. You ever thought about why? Well, let's go back to school. What happens when you make a mistake in school, such as when you take a test and you have wrong answers, how do you feel about that as a child? When you get your grades back and you got a 70 or you got a 65. When you see that red X, right? <laughs> right? You know, you get the blue writing when you have a good grade. You get the, the red writing when you have a bad grade. You ever, you ever thought about that? So, listen, in school, you're not allowed to make mistakes. And if you make a mistake, you're going to be punished for it. You're going to be admonished for it. Now, you have to think about what happens to a child when they experience this for 12 years. Don't make a mistake. Study. Get everything right. If you get it wrong, you're going to get an X. Get it wrong, you're going to fail. Does that make sense? So you have to understand the psychology behind this. So as you become an adult, now you don't want to make any mistakes because of the childhood trauma that took place in school. 
Make sense? That's why many of you don't, you know, you're like, oh, man, I don't want to make a mistake. I want to make sure I get everything right. You know, I'm watching Wesley's videos here. I want to make sure I meditate properly. I'm going to do exactly what he showed me in the video because I don't want to make any mistakes. You with me here? Excuse me. Because mistakes mean pain. What we don't understand is like teenagers and children, because a lot of you can't remember because you're too old, right? Um, children were stressed out about getting things wrong. They were stressed out about grades. They will feel overwhelmed because they want to please not just their teacher, but their mom and dad. You know, come home. You got to give the report card to mom and daddy, right? You know, you didn't do that well. You got to give her the sheet of paper or the test and she got to sign it. And you didn't do that well. So now you have to hear it from your parents. You hear it from the teacher. You hear it from the principal. And it stresses you out as a child. You with me here? So think about what happens when you become an adult. You don't want to make any mistakes, okay? And you do whatever you, like you, people, you know, I've seen people do it. You know, it's just, it's so important for them to avoid any type of mistakes. Let me give you another component. <laughs> you ever notice in school, you know, when you when you're, when you're in school, that it was important uh, that when a teacher would teach you, when the teacher would teach you, it was always the right answer. So only two ways is either the right or the wrong answer. And it's only one right answer. Make sense? You remember when you took those tests on Scantrons? You remember multiple choice? It's only one answer that is right, young man, young lady. Okay? And this is the correct answer. You ever wonder why, you know, you watch so many videos that says, here's the one thing that's going to make you rich. Here's the one thing that you're doing to be successful. Here's the one thing to make a million dollars. Because we have the belief as adults that there's one answer or one way to be successful. But, I mean, it came from your childhood in school. <clears throat> Because the teacher always told you one way. Listen, how many of you could argue with your teacher? How many of you went back and forth with your teacher? Now, some of you that did that, what happened when you did that? You went to the principal office, right? Which means is you couldn't even debate. You couldn't use your creativity. You could not argue with the teacher. Whatever the teacher says, it is what it is. But let me tell you what it does to you as an adult. It diminishes your creativity because you're told to sit down and shut up and listen. Make sense? So now you want to start a company in the business. You, like you've never really used your creativity before because the teacher said to be quiet. The teacher said, hey, don't argue with me. Don't disagree with me. Okay, I'm the teacher, you're the student, listen. So imagine being told that for seven years or 12 years, and now you want to start a business. Now you want to get into something because now you want to be wealthy. But you don't even know how to use your creativity. You don't know how to use your imagination. Why? 
Because when you were younger, the teacher, the professor told you that's not allowed. That's why it's so difficult for a bunch of you to use your imagination or use your creativity. Why do you think people, you know, they did a, they did a, um, a survey, you know, when it comes to YouTube videos that, you know, people that want to be wealthy, that people will open up or watch videos that had a number such as the three ways to do this, the two ways to do this, the one way to do this, right? As long as it had a number, people will open up and watch those videos, right? The three books that have changed your life, whatever. As long as you had a number, people would open up more. They tested with the number and without a number. And the reason that is, is because when we were growing up, we were taught in a very linear fashion, right? You know, we took tests, you got 10 questions. You got multiple choice, you got four answers, right, to choose from. Like, we grew up in this number system. Step one, do this. Step two, step three. So you have to think about that. We're drilled this way, by the way, for 12 years, that there's steps to solve a problem. There's steps when you're, you know, in science class. Steps. So we're so conditioned that when we become adults and we're wanting to be entrepreneurs and we're wanting to be successful, it's very difficult to do. Because one, we're looking for the right answer in the one way. Even though there are millions of ways to be successful and rich. But you're looking for the one way because that's how you were taught. You were admonished, you were criticized, you were given a bad grade when you get the wrong answer. So now as an adult, you don't want to make any wrong answers. You don't want to fail. Why? Because it means pain. See, why do you think so many people, they start a company, <laughs> company gets too tough because they're failing. They're getting, it, they're getting it wrong going over again. So a person that gets something wrong over and over and over again, they tend just to give up. They're like, you know, I'm just not good enough. That's exactly what they did in school. I know children today, teenagers, you know, they take tests. One of my kids did this one time, you know, I said, well, dad, maybe I'm just not good in math. I'm just not good in math. Because of a few tests that they didn't do well in, they're like, well, I'm just not good at that. Well, I'm not good in history. I'm not good in social studies. Only because they didn't do well on one test, two tests, a worksheet, and now they generalize and I have to correct them. I said, listen. You can't allow one test or one worksheet to define you. That's why when my, like my children are still in school, some or when in college, but I don't, I don't admonish them and I don't punish them if they make bad grades. Does that make sense? I don't do that. But guess what all parents do? Punish their children for getting bad grades. Punish them for what? Failing. I know I got punished for failing. I got punished for bad conduct. I got punished for making D's and F's. 
So when you fail as an adult in a business, the reason why you don't want to fail because you feel you're going to get punished because, see, you remember the feeling of punishment. Obviously, no one's going to punish you as an adult if you fail in business, but you associate the same feeling of pain that you felt when you were a child. Some of you got whoopings. Some of you got your ass beat. Some of you got punished. You got to realize that stuff is psychological. It's anchored in your psyche. And I want you to understand that so you'll know why the average person can't stand failing. Why the average person quits. Why the average person is always looking for the one way to change their life. The one book. Wesley, just give me one book. What's the one book to change your life? You notice how people do that? You do that. Give me one book, Wesley. Just give me one book to change your life. Well, Wesley, give me the one thing that happened in your life when you were young that you think that made you had a breakthrough. You notice how we do that? You ever? You have to really think about this. Why do you think you're like that? Like one thing. It's always because... You know, I've been doing this for a while and I look at the comments and it's always like, Wes, what's the one thing that you went through in your life that caused you to have a breakthrough? <laughs> because we've been taught that way, that it's always one answer. Like it's never two answers. Like if you take a test in school, it's never two answers, is it? No. It's always one. One answer for everything. Because that's how you were taught. But as an entrepreneur... It's not one answer. It could be two. It could be three. It could be four. As an entrepreneur, it's no more two plus two is four. Two plus two could be five. Could be. But you never think about it that way because you wasn't taught that way. You wasn't taught to be creative. And you wasn't taught to use your imagination. You wasn't taught to debate. You wasn't taught to have, you know, amicable banter with your teachers not at all not in public schools maybe in private but not in public schools for average poor people make sense so think about when you take average and poor people in a public in a public school system that tells them they can't be creative you can't use your imagination as a matter of fact it's only one answer and if you get it wrong we're going to give you a red x and we're going to give you a bad grade and we're going to punish you when you get home we're going to ground you for making bad grades and we're going to make you feel like shit for 12 years you with me okay You understand? This is what's debilitating you, a lot of you. The reason why you can't persevere through the pain of failure because failure equals pain on the 10th degree. <laughs> okay? The school system is not created to make you rich. It's not. The school system is not formed for you to be successful, to be an outstanding human being. The school system is there 
for you to learn just enough to work for people. Make sense? That's why they put you in a class for six to eight hours, right? Because they have to train you. You have to be conditioned that one day you will need to get a job and you have to be there for six to eight hours. So they need to train you as a child that being at a place for six to eight hours is normal. So when you go to your job, it's normal for you to be there. Even though it's boring, even though it's insipid, even though you want to leave, but you stay. Because you've already been conditioned to stay. And then in the school system, you learn so many different subjects, right? You learn math, you learn history, social studies, you learn English, you learn. And listen, some classes are necessary. Like English is necessary to learn how to communicate, right? Math is necessary so you'll be able to count count money. But as many classes that we take, biology, <laughs> chemistry, you know, unless we're trying to be a doctor or something, you know, but most people don't even want to go to college and most people are not trying to be doctors and lawyers. So you have this concaffeine of information in your brain. You know, so much information from a book that's from the past. I think about it for a I want you to think about something for a second. Why is it so important for us to know our past? You know, some people say the stupid phrase such as, well, how do you know your future if you don't know your past? I'm like, that's just stupid. That's just dumb. Why is it so important that we understand and know everything that took place 10, 20, 30, 100 years ago? Think about it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I failed history. I failed it. Social studies. And I'm rich. And I don't know anything about history. I don't know anything about black history, white history, Mexican. I know nothing about it. No, I don't know anything about chemistry, biology. I know I have bones and muscles. That's about it. Nothing. All that information was useless to me. Make sense? Because school was not created for you to be rich. It was formed and created for you to know just enough to function in the world. But you have to understand the conditioning and the programming. That's why so many of you, it's so tough for you to go through moments of failure. That's why some of you are just so tough for you. Like you're doing everything in your power to avoid failure, to avoid the bad grade, to avoid the mistake. <laughs> Because the mistake means pain to you. Does that make sense? And this is why the 97% of people will never make a million dollars. They'll never be truly successful. They'll never have what they want. Because they've been conditioned so deeply. That failure is painful. Mistakes are painful. There's only one answer. So that's what you're searching for. See, the typical person is always changing opportunities. You notice that? <laughs> you know, every month, every two months, six months, they end something new. Well, let me try this. Let me try network marketing. Let me try internet marketing. Well, let me try selling this. Let me try joining this organization. 
Let me be a salesperson. Let me be a apartment setter. Let me sell this. Let me do this. Let me get in this company. You know, they're always changing. Why? Because in your mind, there is one road to your success. Like one. And if you don't reach your destination based off the time limit that you're giving yourself, then you're like, well, I guess this is not the right road. You ever did that? You tried something for six months, three months, you're like, you know what? This is not for me. This is not the right road. This is not it. This is not it. I should be getting the result by now. You know why? Because you're comparing it to not just the school system, you're comparing it to your job. Because at a job, you get paid every two weeks, right? Every week, you get paid. Every two weeks, every week, every month, you get paid. Which means this work is done. At the end of the week, they give you a paycheck. So you got to think about how long you've had a job. That's why I urge you know younger people, if you can get into a business, get into a business immediately here. Because you don't realize the conditioning. Because see, based off your work ethic, many people, they begin to be very disappointed because they're putting all this work in, in their business and they're not getting any paychecks. And what they don't realize that you've conditioned your mind, right? <laughs> you've conditioned your brain that you get a paycheck every two weeks, right? Because that's what the job does. So your mind gets a burst of dopamine, right? It's the feel-good hormone. You feel good when you get a check. Oh, yeah, I got a check. I can go shopping. I can go spending. I can do all these things every two weeks based off the work ethic. But imagine working a business and I ain't getting paid for a year. <laughs> right? In one month, you're like, man, I ain't got paid. See, and that's why we get frustrated because, see, you've been programmed. Your body, your automatic nervous system just expects a check. It expects if I work 40 hours, a check should come. Why? Because that's what it's used to. That's the habit that has been built, that has been installed. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Are you guys with me here? Okay. That's what's been installed inside of you, mentally, habits, psychologically, okay? That's why it's so tough. That's why it's so difficult. That's why it's so irritating, so frustrating for you. Because I know some of you don't understand why you're so frustrated, why you're on this journey. I want you to write this down. It's going to help you. Some people, they want to walk to the destination. And some people master the art of walking. Let me say it again. Some people, all they want to do is walk to the destination. You got others, they just want to master walking. Which means there's a lot of you, all you're thinking about is the outcome and the destination. You just want to be someplace, right? You want to be some person. You want to get something, right? You want to get there. But you have another person. They're just enjoying and mastering the process of walking, which means is they're just they're just enjoying the journey. They're grateful for the journey. They're excited about the journey. They just love walking. But you're in love with the destination. 
But what you don't realize, and you won't realize it until you actually reach your destination. I know this because I've reached several destinations, about 1 million, 2 million, 10 million, 20 million, 30 million. Like I've already reached those destinations, right? What I want you to understand is, and I want you to really listen to me here, that once you get to the destination, you're not going to want to stay there too long because you're going to get bored. It's like going to Vegas. I mean, you know, <clears throat> you've been to Vegas. It was fun when you was there a couple of times. But then you were like, man, I want to go somewhere else. I don't want to go to Vegas anymore. But I want you to understand this. See, any destination that you achieve, any outcome, any goal that you achieve, you're going to want to achieve another goal. Make sense? You're going to want to do something different. When you make one million, you want to make two million. You want to make a hundred thousand, you want to make two hundred thousand. That would never stop, by the way. It's just like traveling the world. No one wants to travel to the same place every time. Right? You don't want to, you know, some of you want to go to Dubai. You've never been to Dubai, right? But I'm telling you, once you go there, boom, you get there. Oh, it's great. Okay. I did all the, you know, I climbed the little, the desert mountains. I did the dune buggies. I rode the camels. Okay, great. You don't want to go back there again, do you? And maybe you do, but you want to go somewhere else the next time. What I'm sharing with you is you have to love the walking, right? <laughs> That's what you got to love. You got to love the walking. Like the process, even the process that you're in right now in this moment in your life. You have to enjoy it. Yeah, maybe it's hot, you're tired, you're hurting. You want to stop, but you got to enjoy the process because what I want you to understand is that if you reach the destination or when you reach the destination, you're not going to want to be there too long. Listen, I remember when I bought my first car, I was ecstatic with the Mercedes G-Wagon, right? I was like, oh my God, my God, I love this car. I love this truck. Within six months, I was bored of it. I want another car. Then I bought a Maserati. Love that. Oh, my God, the Maserati. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's so amazing. Then in four months, I was bored of the Maserati. Then I got a Carvette. <laughs> you see what I'm going here? You got to understand that now. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand that now. Like where you are in this moment. That this journey that you're in Master that, okay? Like master that entire process of what you're doing on a daily basis, the activities, the tasks, the failures, the good moments, the negative moments, everything. Just enjoy that, okay? And teach yourself to enjoy that. Because once you reach a destination, you're going to want to start the journey again. It's like the person that does run five miles. Now they want to run 10 miles. Then when they run 10 miles, they want to run 15 miles. This is normal in human beings. We have the insatiable spirit to continue to make progress in life. And let me tell you why. Because progress to human beings means happiness. Which means is we always want to make progress. And whatever we're doing, we want to make sure we got to make progress. We got to feel that we're doing something that's achievable, something that we can be proud of ourselves. 
in something that other people can see us and be like, man, I'm proud of you. That's amazing. Like, we will always be like this forever. Does that make sense? Hey, Rockstar. Listen, write this down below, please. You must fall in love with the process. You must fall in love with the journey. Okay? I get it. Many of you have fell in love with the millions of dollars, right? You fell in love with the travel. You know, I want to travel more. You fell in love with the cars that you want to buy and the house you want to purchase. You fell in love with all these different events and outcomes. But I'm sharing with you that you kind of fall in love with the process. That's exciting. Trust me. See, I know it now looking back. Like me staying in my 700 per month apartment. Eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Sleeping on the air mattress on the floor. Looking at my vision boards. Saying affirmations every day. Going to the car dealerships and going to the gated communities and walking around those communities. Driving my 1988 Hundo Accord. Sometimes I miss it. And let me tell you why. Because I had so much drive. Like I had so much just energy. You think I have energy now? Let me tell you something. A decade ago, I had probably 10 as much. I had so much energy and drive. It's like, because I just, I, I was just enjoying the, the climb. Like I was climbing a mountain and I was just enjoying the process of climbing. It was days I couldn't see the top of the mountain, but I was still climbing. It was days that I would climb for so far to get knocked down back to the bottom. But you don't realize that's such an excellent, like, I, listen, <clears throat> I get it. It's very difficult to explain it to people who have never been there at the top of the game, you know, actually achieving <clears throat> the millions of dollars and getting what they want. So sometimes it's very difficult to communicate it to you because your mind just defaults to, man, but I really want it, Wes. And I just, yeah, I'm trying to be in love with the process, man. But the process is too painful, man. I'm struggling. It's hard. I'm doing everything. I'm reading books. I'm going to seminars. I'm meditating. I'm saying affirmations. I'm working day and night. I'm tired, man. It's just like, is it going to happen for me? I know. And then you say, and this man by the name of Wesley Virgin is telling me that I need to enjoy this process. He's saying that I need to fall in love with the journey. And I know what you're thinking. Like, how? How do you fall in love with something that is so painful? How do you fall in love with something that feels so badly? Like, how do you fall in love with something like that? Well, listen. That's the distinction between the rich and the poor or the rich and the average. Because see, average and poor people, they just can't figure out a way on how people can be in so much pain and feel so much emotional pain. Because in the journey of making a billion dollars or being very successful or prosperous, oh, it's, it's very painful, right? 
uh, it's emotional pain. It's not like it's physical pain. It's just emotional pain, right? Um, you know, poor and average people just can't imagine how would a person enjoy this process for years. Not even months, right? Like for years. How does a person enjoy being alone? How does a person enjoy rejection over and over and over again? How does a person enjoy spending and investing money in a company or in an opportunity that they think that is going to be a life changer for them and nothing happens? Now, how does a person get excited when they have lost their car, loses their home, working at a job they can't stand at the same time they had a side business that they're trying to make work and they're tired and exhausted Work eight hours at the job and come home to work the business over and over again. Right? And you're thinking to yourself, a person like that must be insane. They must be abnormal. Steve Jobs said it best. He said, you know, anybody that's chasing their success or chasing their dreams, you know, these people are abnormal. They're insane. Like only an an insane person will continue to do a thing even though it's failing. But yet they will continue to do it over and over again until it works. Because people that are not insane, they quit. They'll be like, well, it didn't work. I give up. It's not for me. But insane people, they continue. Like think about David Goggins, you know, that. The, the black young man that runs and does all these type of physical activities. This man ran marathons with his legs that were broke. He had broken legs. <laughs> Saying he had the tapest legs to run. How many of you will do that? How many of you running a marathon is going to tape your legs so you will be able to finish the race? Your legs are broken, fractured. Every step is painful. But you continue to run. That's crazy, right? Of course. That's why Steve Jobs says, or was that Elon Musk? No, I think it was Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs said, well, you know, some people on the planet are crazy enough, crazy enough to think they can change the world. And they usually do. Right? You know, successful people have crazy dreams. It's just what it is. Okay? And, you know, me, Wesley Virgin here. I'm willing to be a little loco. I'm willing to be a little crazy. It's okay. I don't mind. Right? I'm willing to be a, a bit eccentric. You know, a little bit just... Out of the box. Outlier. Why? Because it's better than being like everybody else. It's much better to be. Or. It's much better to not. To be like the people. That all they do is follow the rules. Some of you just all you do is follow the rules. Many of you, you just try so so bad to be a good person. I just want to be a good person, man. 
I'm such a good person. I don't understand why I'm not getting what I want. Some of you follow every single rule, everything. You know, you just, just follow all the rules, right? Trying to be a good person. You give to others, give advice. And you're still wondering, like, why me, man? I mean, I'm a good person. Because it's not enough to be a good person. Good per or good people has nothing to do with the acquisition of wealth. Make sense? It's nothing to do with that at all. And you folks listening to me here tonight, I'm sharing facts here. I don't care how good you are. Some of you are like, I'm good and I'm doing everything right. No, you're not. You're not doing everything right, obviously. Because if you're doing everything right, you will be able to achieve your dreams. You'll be living your dream right now, right? You'll have what you want. You're not doing everything right. It's one of my pet peeves when people come to me, Wes, I'm doing everything right. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, obviously, dummy, you're not doing everything right. You're not, obviously. See, people don't want to hear that, though. (laughs) Hey, any questions for me? Talk to me here. What I want you to understand is, listen, the school system, they jacked you up. They jacked me up, too, as well. And that's why the conditioning was so important for me. What is the conditioning, Wesley? Listening to information like this is necessary. Why? Because you're assimilating new information. Information that you were never taught in school. Now you understand why you quit so quickly. Now you understand why you always look for the one everything. The one answer. The one book. The one program. The one course. The one frequency. The one meditation. The one. Right? School did that to you. Now you know why. And now, since you know why, you can change it. And you can change it right now. Because that's not how it works. When you want to be on this side of the fence. Okay? Questions for me here. Did you get value here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, here? Let me know if you got value. Okay? See, the reason why I wanted to talk about the school system because you have to understand the the decades of programming, man. It's a lot. Right? And many people don't escape because they don't know why they can't just focus on one thing. Right? Because you've never been taught to focus on one thing. Think about it in school. They taught you, well, you got to have a plan A, plan B, and plan C. You got to have your eggs in different baskets. You know, even when you went to school, how many classes did you have? Like seven? All these different options, right? So you think that if you have more options, then it's highly likely to succeed. No, ma'am. No, sir. Like the more options you have or the more options you think you have, It's a recipe for disaster. You're going to remain exactly who you are right now. But we're not taught to focus at school. We're not. We're not taught to focus on one thing. We're not taught how to focus and harness our energy on one thing. This is the reason why self-development is so important to your success. 
okay? However you get your self-development, man, if it's you around millionaires all the time, it's highly likely you will become a millionaire, I'm be honest with you. If you find a way to get around people that are rich and wealthy, stay around there for a couple of years, it's going to happen. I'm just going to be honest with you. It just, it just, it will. If you listen to self-development like this information over and over again, it may take a few years, right? Because you understand you have been screwed up for about 10, 15, or 20 years of your life because you've been thinking a certain way. And your thinking has momentum, right? So think about a car going downhill. It's very difficult to stop a car like that with no brakes. Make sense? So a lot of you, your car is going downhill, downhill. But you want to go uphill to the top, but you're going downhill, which means it's going to take some time for that car to slow down. And that's what you're doing right here because you're learning something. Like even right now, it's the unconscious part of your mind. It's absorbing this information. You're now aware of a few things. You understand that, well, the reason why I hate to fail is because when I would fail in school, I got reprimanded for that. I got admonished, I got admonished for that. I got criticized. I got punished for that over and over again. Make sense? That's why, you know, children that make elves and D's in school, they're your millionaires. They're your rich people. The people that drop out, they're your millionaires. I'm telling you. Not, not in every case, but in a lot of cases. Children that are rebellious. Like me, I was a rebellious kid in school, honestly. I didn't want to listen to the rules. And that's why my grades and my conduct was reflective of that. Right? I was the black sheep. I was in the principal office all the time. I went to law elementary here in Houston. I went to Fundra Middle School. And then I went to law enforcement and criminal justice here. And I was just, I, I'm like a bad kid. Like I didn't do drugs and vape and all that crazy shit that a lot of you guys do now. But no, I was just the class clown. I didn't want to listen. I go back with the teacher. I say, well, teacher, you saying this, but what about this? And they just shut me down or they call my father and say he's disruptive in the class. So think about it. That's why a lot of you don't want to speak up. It's hard for people to speak up, is it not? You ever thought about why you won't speak up? Like, I'm on here. I'm a multimillionaire. You can ask me anything. But a lot of you won't even speak up. You just listen. But you don't like talk up and share your own views or, you know, ask questions because you've been taught to shut the hell up. Even at your job, shut up. Listen. At school, shut up. Listen. Stop talking so much. What are you doing? Stop it. Stop sleeping, right? That's, that happens you know, a, a large part of our lives in our younger years. So now you become an adult. You're afraid to ask questions. You're, fa- you're afraid to what? Talk. You can't talk to your boss about certain things because you're going to get fired. <laughs> Are you with me here? And we become very shy. We become very uh, robotic, numb, afraid to say anything. Because that's how you were as a child. Okay? But I'm here to tell you, hey, listen, I love you, but it's time for you to grow the fuck up and become a woman and become a man. If you have something to say, talk. Say it. But make sure if you're going to say it, you better say it well. And if you want to learn how to say it well, you must educate yourself on how to say it well. You can't just be talking to be talking, ladies and gentlemen. 
see a lot of you what comes out of your mouth because I've been on doing I've been doing these rants for a while, right? I've been doing these rants for a very long time. You know, I get live with some of you folks. You can't even communicate, right? You can't even use your words effectively. You can't communicate. You can't even articulate yourself. Okay. Any questions for me? Did you get value here tonight? Questions for me. Talk to me here. This is your opportunity to just talk. Hey, Claudia, how are you? Hey, Jeff, how are you, sir? Millie, how are you? What's next here? Talk to me. Questions here. Questions for me, please. Thank you, Wes. Thank you for helping me change my life. Hey, I love you. Thank you. Brendan, how are you? Talk to me here. Questions. Listen, I want you to understand something here. Now, I don't know you personally here, but um, I'm not going to say you deserve to be wealthy, but I, I'm going to say this, that you have the capability to be wealthy. You hear me? You might not deserve it yet, but you have the ability to do it. You have the power in you to do it. Does that make sense? You have the power and you have the capability to be wealthy, to be rich, to change everything, to change your beliefs, to change your attitudes, to change what you do, who you surround yourself with. You can change it right now in this moment. You have that power. See, that's another thing in school. You know what happens in school? And this is just so devastating. It's that you're taught that you're powerless. Because the teacher don't let you talk. And the teacher doesn't allow you to disagree. And if the teacher's having a bad day, guess what? You're going to have a bad day. She may pick on you. See, you're powerless in the classroom. Even if you are right, you're still wrong. You can go to your mom, mommy, you know, that teacher just don't know what they're doing all this. Listen to the teacher. That's the teacher. Listen to them. You're probably acting up anyway. So you feel powerless as a kid. You know, most children do feel powerless in school. Right? They do. And the only people that understand them is their friends, right? Because as parents, we just think that, well, you know, you're probably acting up anyway, whatever. So, you know, we're always on the teacher's side all the time, right? And children feel powerless. So now, as an adult, you feel powerless, man. You feel that you don't have the power to do it all. Why? Because your teacher didn't give you any type of positive reinforcement. You know, you know the teacher, it's, it's just so... Teachers always have their favorites. That's obvious, right? And, you know, unfortunately, you wasn't a favorite. I wasn't a favorite at all. You know, I was the one that was always getting in trouble. I was the one that said, oh, Wesley, you just, you have so much potential. Why are you not using it? So I was always talked down on, always. But how many of you can relate? You know, if I did something good, you know, I, they, they, were, they were never to share that with me. When I had a, a good grade, oh, I'm so proud of you, Wes. You're so amazing. No. When I got a bad grade, you need to pick that grade up. You need to fix that. What's wrong with you? Study. Do what you got to do. Why are you making bad grades? I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know. I'm just a kid, daddy. Mom, I'm just a kid. I don't know why I'm making bad grades. I don't understand this shit. <laughs> but you can't say that, right? Because if you say that, you're going to get slapped in the face. <laughs> You see how we're so, we're just so powerless as children and teenagers. 
<clears throat> so when we become an adult, um, we feel powerless as well. Even though we want to be rich and successful and we want to create a better life for ourselves and our families, we feel that we can't do it. That's where doubt comes in. You ever wonder why you doubt so much? Because of your childhood, man. You doubt everything. Man, I don't know what I can do. I don't know. I don't know. Where, maybe there's enough... Maybe this is not the bit. Maybe this is not for me, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe it's just not meant to be. Maybe God doesn't want me to be sick. Maybe you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just it's not for me, right? And um, this is what exactly what happens here. But I want you to understand something about you: that you're special, you're unique, and you're powerful. And I'm sorry that your parents didn't tell you that you were powerful. And I'm sorry that your professor and your teacher didn't say you were powerful. I'm sorry that that didn't happen to you. But I'm here to tell you right now in this moment here that you are powerful. Regardless of everything you have done, all the mistakes, all the failing moments, fuck it. You're powerful. You hear me? Where you are in this moment here. I don't care about your mistakes. I don't care about all the wrongdoings and all the failing moments. Who cares, right? You could be stuck in a failing moment right now. You're still powerful. Will you accept that? All you got to do is just accept that you're powerful. Oh, my God. That's all you got to do at this moment. You just accept what this young man from Houston, Texas is sharing with you. Just accept it. And said, I am powerful. All you have to do to begin the process of change is to agree with me and state that I am powerful. Because you've never heard it before, but you wanted to hear it. Okay? Like you wanted to hear that, did you not? Imagine if someone in your life told you Every day when you were a child and a teenager that you were powerful, you were smart and you were pretty and you were gorgeous and you were handsome and you were a king and a queen. Imagine where you will be right now. You'll be further. Okay. But unfortunately, that's just not the reality. Listen, some teenagers, some children, they get that opportunity. It happens to them. But some of us, that did not take place, okay? And all I'm asking you to do in this moment to accept that you're powerful, just accept it. So you know what, I am powerful. And then the next step is act like it. Hello? Listen, hold on, let me back up for a second. The first step, I want you to accept that you're powerful. So you know what, Wes, I am powerful. The second step is act like you're powerful. Act like it. Don't act like a loser. Don't act like you're poor. Don't act like you're doubtful. Don't act like you have no confidence. Don't act mediocre. Don't act average. Don't act disappointed and depressed and angry and bitter and resentful. Act like you're powerful. Act like you're confident. 
Act like you have all certainty of what exactly you're going to do with your life now. Act like you're rich. Act like you're successful. Act like you're beautiful. Act like you're a queen. Act like you're a king right now in this moment as you're listening to me here. Start to possess the behaviors and attitudes of the person that you want to become. Okay? Any questions for me here? Comment value below if you got value here. And listen, I'm going to make a suggestion here. You might want to listen to this again. You might want to listen to it again. Repetition is the mother of skill. Sometimes we need to hear it again because I know you think you got it. Some of you may, I got it, Wes. This was great. I got it. This is good. This is on time. Yeah, I know it's on time, but you need to listen to it again. Okay? You need to sit down and listen to it one more time. Okay? Because there are behaviors and there are habits in you that you are just unaware of. That you need to pay attention to. That you need to address. Okay? Questions for me here. Comment below. <clears throat> Talk to me here. Brian said, why should we act like it? So are you asking me why you should act like you're confident? My question to you is why wouldn't you? That's like asking me, well, Wesley, why would I act like I'm a winner? Why would I act like my life is going well? Because that's not my reality, Wes. My reality that I'm going through a lot of shit. I'm going through a lot right now. You ever heard a person say that? I'm going through so much. Wham, wham, wham. I'm going through so much, Wes. I'm going through so much in my life. I mean, almost, God, almost every conversation I have with people. You know, when they get to the point, the pain part of their life, they're like, I'm going through so much, so much. And I'm like, what? Define so much. What are you going through that's so bad and so terrible? <laughs> and listen, I'm not laughing at your problems here. I'm not laughing at your issues here. I just think you're ridiculous. And the reason why I think you're ridiculous Ridiculous because you don't realize one how powerful you are too. That for you to talk about all your problems and your issues and so much stuff that you're going through, that's not going to be conducive to your success or your prosperity. Like for you to whine about it, like that's that's why they have psychotherapists and therapists for it. Talk to them about that. But for you to run around a planet and talk about that you're going through so much in your life, so much, like what? And I get it, you know, many of you want to name off all the problems you have. Well, this going on, this going on, I'm single right now and I want to be married and I'm fat, I gained so much weight and I don't know what I want to do with my career. I mean, you know, it's so simple for people to name off things that are just so derogatory in their life. It's just like they've memorized it. That just, I don't know, like it's a speech. I used to say speeches at church. <laughs> As you guys know, my dad's a pastor, right? so I had to say speeches and I had to memorize it. You know, you know, the nine or weeks before and to memorize the speech and tell and share the speech at church. And some of you are like that. You just memorize all your pain, all your failures over and over again. You keep thinking about them. You're talking about them to other people here. And it's just imprinted in your mind. And that's the only thing you think about. And now you want to use that with me 
and saying, well, you don't understand me, Wes. You don't understand my problems. You understand what's going on with me. I'm going through so much. And what you want me to so pity for you. I'm not going to show no goddamn pity for you at all, period. No pity, period. You know why? Because pity don't do anything for anybody. Pity keeps you where you are. Pity allows you, tells you that I'm accepting where you are. I don't accept that because I know that you're powerful. I know that if you want pity from me, it's that you don't realize how powerful you are just by changing the way that you think. You could be grateful right now in this moment if you choose to. You could begin to be grateful. So people that are always talking about how tough life is and how hard life is and they're going through so much stuff. These people are just so ungrateful. Get out of here. You're just ungrateful. Do you understand where you are right now? You understand that you're breathing air, oxygen. Do that. Mm. Man, it felt good. Do you realize you have fingers and legs and arms right now? Are you kidding me right now? Do you understand that you can get out your bed, you can go outside and come back inside? You are free. Kidding me right now? Hello, look around you. Are you inside of a house right now? Are you in an apartment in somebody's room? You're on the bed? You got clothes on your body? Are you kidding me? You're not grateful? You don't understand that somebody right now is freezing to death outside right now, outside of, like I'm in Houston, Texas right now. Somebody right now is outside freezing to death, hungry, haven't taken a shower. Starving to death. And you're talking about how you're going through so much shit in your life. I'm like, shut the... F I'm like, get out of here. What are you talking about? You need to move around the planet a little bit. Some of you think that, you know, what you're going through is just everything. Oh, no. Oh, no. You need to leave your house. Walk around a little bit. And you'll, you'll see or meet somebody else that has it 10 times worse than you do. Okay? You better be grateful. And if you're not grateful, you better learn to be grateful. Because let me tell you something about people that are ungrateful. <laughs> you know, the people that are ungrateful... That feel entitled, you know, like, wow, well, yeah, I got a car, but I hate my car. But wait until you have no car. Well, yeah, I got an RA apartment, but I want a penthouse. My apartment is too old. Well, wait until you lose that apartment, get evicted. Somebody break in your house, take everything. God forbid. But I'm just sharing with you what happens to people who are ungrateful. See, ungrateful people problems are permeate those type of people's lives. You ever realize that? I know some of you may say, that's me, I have a lot. Yeah, because you're ungrateful. Ungrateful people, problems, man, they wake up with problems all day long. Problems, issues all the time because they're ungrateful. But people like me, I don't have problems at all, period. Like life is a blessing. Life is good. All praise to the most high God is the great. I mean, life is just, and I'm not just, listen, this is not hyperbole, man. I'm not exaggerating. I'm just, I'm being honest. My life is just perfecto. <laughs> I mean, I can do what I want to do. I love it. It just, I got this beautiful view. I got this beautiful penthouse. I can leave when I want to. I can car, I can drive whatever car I want to drive. I go to the gym when I want to. I leave my bed when I want to. I can work in my bed. I can go to Paris tomorrow if I wanted to. If it's a flight available. I mean, yeah. 
What are you talking about? It's a great life, man. That's why I look so young. Because I'm living a life that I want to live. You live in a life that you feel that you got to live. Okay? I get to live this life. You feel that you have to live it. Any questions for me, comment below, please. Hey, Candy. Hey, Noah. How are you? Coconut smile. Comment below if you have a question for me. King West, is it true that the odds of hitting a million dollars in the USA or Europe are high compared to a kid like me in Africa? doesn't matter where you're located. There's many Africans I know that are doing very well. Okay. So it doesn't matter where you live. The only thing that matters, if you believe where you are right now that it's possible. And I'm letting you know it is possible. Maybe it's more difficult, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. Okay? How you stop the negative voices in your head from childhood? Yeah, listen, your goal is not to stop negative voices. You see how we've been programmed so so wrongly, honestly. You know, many of you just stop, you're trying to stop negative voices. You can't stop because even to try to stop negative voices, you have to think about negative voices. You're like, well, how can I stop these negative voices? You're thinking about the negative voices. Stop trying to stop anything. And what I want you to do is start to think about Positive thoughts. That's it. You can't think about a positive and a negative thought all at once. Does that make sense? Think about it for a second. I mean, can you think about a negative thought and a positive thought all in one second? Can you think about how your life is miserable and think about how your life is a blessing at one time? You can't. Make sense? So Princess Diana, listen. What is all this noise? Begin to think about the positive thoughts. Somebody's making a lot of noise. My God. Oh, I think I got to move again, but I'm going to blow... I'm going to uh, soundproof my windows. Next question for me here. Hi, Wes. Can I go live with you to ask a question? Of course, Claudia. Absolutely. 30 minutes in. I'm going to shut that down. Hey, Claudia, how are you? What's going on, Claudia? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for chatting with me. Absolutely. Oh, I think I remember you. Yeah, I tried with you before. How's, yeah. the, how's the business going? It's the uh, the wellness business, right? Yes, Wellness Origin. We're doing well. Actually, 
Um, my question is in regards to my music. I'm also a singer, if you don't mind me asking a question. Mm -hmm. So I also am a singer. And I was wondering your advice to make my breakthroughs with the music and more specifically how and where to network with healthy and wealthy musicians. I do feel very strongly about my music and I feel that I am the best like up there with the best people in the world in the music and I do feel that my thought process definitely helps with that because I've been manifesting several really successful artists to join onto my team so I see those like initial stages of like those type of healthy wealthy musicians being accepting of me into their space but I'm wondering if you have any um, advice on how to just do that the best way okay that you can. well let me ask you a question are you okay. good or are you great I'm extraordinary. Oh, extraordinary. Okay, so if I wanted to listen to your music, which platform could I log into right now and to hear you? You can go on YouTube. So you have a YouTube channel? Yeah. And how many followers do you have? Subs? I have 140 maybe. I'm doing this from scratch. So it's very much my own passion project. I didn't have anyone in the family or anyone helping me with this. It's just me and my mindset and manifesting. So that's why I wanted to ask your advice. Oh, okay. So did you just start? Yes, I'm just starting um, like my own professional singing career. It's like a side project. Um, we're about to get into my first string of shows. I've been doing like fun music things locally for a few years, but this is like the first time I'm doing something bigger with it. Okay, well... I have seen a, a bunch of TikTok people who sing very well. They have they blow up. What I've learned about people that sing well, if you're on TikTok and you sing well, right, you will blow up. I mean, it's just like a person that's funny. If you're on TikTok and you're funny, I mean, people are going to watch you. So do you have a TikTok channel as well? I do, but I haven't really been posting to it. Why? I honestly didn't know that it was so profound. I mean, have you not browsed through TikTok and seen some very, very just uh, exquisite singers on there? They have some amazing people. Okay. On TikTok? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I would definitely, like, listen, so, you know, whenever you want to go out and do something, especially if you want to be a singer, you got to do your research here, right? You got to say, well, is there any singers on YouTube? Is there any singers on TikTok? You know, just like regular people, not people that are like super famous, right? Uh, you want to see people who are just from their house and they're just singing in their homes. You know, TikTok, it's just a ton of these people, right? But they sing very well. And okay. if you believe in your artistry, you know, I mean, I haven't heard you sing, right? So I don't know how good or great you are, but the people, the market will tell you if you're good or not, you know, because I know as people, we like, well, I'm the best, I'm amazing. I'm, you know, we, we're always like this, right? We always kind of exaggerate our own, what we believe we can do. But, you know, the market, which are the people, they will tell you the truth if you really got it or you don't. So I would suggest go on TikTok and just start posting videos. Great thing about TikTok, you know, new, new TikTok users have the opportunity TikTok will put your video out there, right? They okay. give even new people the opportunity for people to watch it. And you sing, you sing, you sing, and you see how people respond to your music or how they respond to what you're singing about. And you will know. 
You wouldn't know. Unless, you know, it, listen, let me ask you a question here. Are you in the mood to sing right now? I mean, we have 60 million people watching right now. You want to test yourself and get some feedback from these people? <laughs> I can sing one of my songs if you guys want to hear one of my songs. Of course. But listen, I'll share this with you. You have to be okay with the criticism of feedback, right? Because sure. sometimes it's hard for people, but they just... Because they want everybody to say that you're amazing. And if you don't say you're amazing, then you're hating on you. But listen, it's just real life. It's one sure. thing about people that that become successful is they they see the reality of it, right? They may say they're great because I thought I was great with one of my companies. But it was a loser company. It was. But I didn't want to see that. But until I saw it, then I realized that I had to do something different. So go ahead. We'll, we'll listen to you. Let's listen to you. And that's... Let's see if you got it or not. I'll let the people judge you. I won't say a word. I'm going to let the people in the comments below to see if you got what it takes. Go ahead. I'll sing my new song, Boyfriend. Okay. Do you still want to be my boyfriend? Because I want to be your girlfriend. Oh, no, no. Do you still want to be my boyfriend? Cause I wanna be your girlfriend, girlfriend, yeah. All this time I've been with you and everything has been so fine. All I want is just to be with you, be with you all the time. Love, 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 love. I'm so in love with you. Love, 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 love. I'm so in love with you. So that's my new song, Boyfriend. If you guys want to listen to it, it's on my YouTube, Claudia Varga. All right. So I want everybody below, give us some feedback. Look at the comments here. So I want everybody to be honest with the feedback. What is your feedback on Claudia's voice? So let's look below. They said, somebody said, give her 10 years. She's going to make it. She's on to something. Um, we have Miss Mugudi. Uh, Avaradira says she is good. Okay. What else, folks? Come on. Let's see. Let's see what the market says. Uh, that's not your talent, Elijah. Yeah. Princess Diana says she is good. Um, come on, folks. She needs work, Patricia. Uh, let me see. Somebody said no, not at all. Good, but she can be great. So they say you can get better. Okay. Be real. She is not. No, she is not. She needs a vocal coach. All right. So you okay, see. Okay, so well, you guys, I'm, oh, I'm also singing at 2.30 a.m. on the spot in the middle of my room in front of Wesley, who obviously makes me nervous <laughs> to sing in front of him. Right? Of course. But, you know, the, the music industry is a very tough industry, man, and they're very critical. I mean, yeah, I like me, I'll be honest. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would just never – never considered this industry. They're just brutal. And honestly, like, you really have to have a passion to want to be an artist if you want to go down there, right? Because people are brutal, right? So I would just share with you, uh, I would say you definitely need a voice coach, for sure, right? You need a voice coach. Um, and I think you need to make a decision Is this going to be your real passion. Because yeah. if you want to really make it big, even as an independent artist, you have to be willing to put 200% into it. I mean, you have to just make that your life. Yeah. The people that I've seen and that I even know personally that, that do very well singing, 
I mean, it's their life. I mean, even Beyonce had a, a voice coach, right? And she's from Houston, Texas here. And um, so you just have to make a decision, you know, what do you want to do? And if there's something that you really want to do, you want to make big art, maybe you just want to be your hobby, something you just do on the side, because it just makes you feel good, right? And um, anything that's your passion, you will continue to do regardless. You got a successful business right now that you're running. So maybe you do the singing thing, you know, as a passion and you can grow your audience and you'll get better over time as you continue to sing. If you decide to have a voice coach, you get a voice coach as well. And you just take it how far you want to take it. Right. But it's going to be your decision to make. Sure. Make sense. Yeah. But don't, but don't listen. Always remember something. It doesn't matter what people say. Never. Whatever people say to you, you hear it, but. If you have a strong conviction for what you want to do, I tell people to go for it. Mm. I say, hey, you do you do what you feel is better. Don't allow other people's comments and what they say about you, whatever, to sway your mind if that's not what you want to do. Sure. And that's one thing about people is they lack willpower. Mm. They just like the will just to want to do something. But you got to be honest with yourself. And that's another tough thing with people. They're just not really honest with themselves, right? They may say, oh, I want to do it, but you know, but look at the activity, you know what I mean? Because if you really want to do this, well, I, you should be putting TikToks like every day, YouTube yeah. videos every day, yeah. SoundCloud every day, singing all the time. Because that's what these people do. And like, if you look at, if you go to TikTok after we go off, I mean, after um, I go off live, I want you to go to TikTok and look, just type in singer or whatever, hashtag. And you're going to see so many of these people, they post all the time and put, and see how much effort they put into their artistry. Yeah, these sure. people, they're very serious about and committed about the process of, you know, being incredible. And some of these people are so incredible and they they still don't have a deal. They're not making no money. They got a lot of followers, but they still not, you know. Oh, she left. She left here. She left. Well, shout out to Claudia. You know, sometimes it's hard to hear the truth. It is. And I know some of you folks are being nice. And let me share something about being nice. Um, you know, me, I never want to hurt people's feelings. But let me tell you something about me. Like, if I mentor you, I'm going to tell you like it is. You know, I, I really will. I'm going to tell you, like, if you're screwing up, you're screwing up. If you're trash, I mean, I say the word trash to you. But I'll say, you know what, you maybe want to rethink what you're currently doing here and that's very difficult for people this is another reason why many people never become successful because they can't take the feedback and listen it's not about you actually applying the feedback you can just listen to it and you can still go the way that you want to go but you got to be attentive of the feedback because it's going it's coming like the feedback people comment on me all day long Are you kidding me comments they write blogs about me they throw rocks at me so what right it's just a it's just a part of living and some of you you're not able to take it okay you're not able to take the criticism of the feedback from other people because you're so soft-hearted and you don't have the tough skin and without tough skin you're not going to be successful in music you're not going to be successful in business you don't you won't be successful in anything honestly if you don't have tough skin that means just to have the ability to have somebody to tell you like it is, period. You know, just tell you like it is. It's just their thoughts. All right? All right, what's next here? 
Oh, you messed up. It's all good, Claudia. Much love, Claudia. Keep doing what you're doing here. You can't go all the way you want to go have to learn yourself. Okay, what's the questions here? Talk to me. Yeah, don't take the criticism person. That's another thing. I think I'm going to do a live maybe tomorrow night about don't take it so personal. I know it's hard, though. You know, and I know this from experience. I remember when I had 7dayfitness.com. And let me tell you something. That was my baby. Which means if you talk about my baby, I was going to beat the shit out of you. I'm going to slap the... Like, I mean, I cared so much about that business. I loved it because I invested so much time and so much money and so much work ethic. And I remember something. I remember going to a seminar in California, San Diego. And I remember meeting this guy. And I was telling him he was already doing well. You know, I'm always talking about my dream, man. I have my seven-day fitness shirt on. I'm not making any money, but I believe, I believe that seven-day fitness was going to change the fitness world, right? And that's what I was telling people. And I was talking to this young man. He was a Caucasian. He was a white man. I was explaining to him what I was doing and talking about the business as well. And he said, Wesley, that sounds good. But have you ever thought that maybe seven-day fitness may be a derogatory website or even name because are you sure people want to work out for seven days a week i mean i don't i don't think people really want to work out and you know what i said because of my ego i said what are you talking about man yeah they do it's only seven minutes a day it's only seven minutes a day that's it seven minutes every day who don't have seven minutes and you know what? I didn't take his advice. And for four more years, I failed. If I would have took his advice, which he was right, because people don't want to work out. No. And the people that work out, they don't buy internet products. They don't buy digital marketing products about losing weight. They're in the gym. The people that don't want to work out, they're on the internet looking for a quick way to get six-pack abs, right? Right. But listen, that was a very valuable lesson. And it cost me four years of me not making progress because I chose not to. And I'm going to be honest, what he what he was sharing with me, it made sense, honestly. But I just didn't want to hear it. I was like, nah, what are you talking about, man? So I convinced myself. And we do that as people, sometimes with our passions. We just convinced ourselves that what we're doing is the right thing and, this, and people are going to want it. And let me tell you something. That's not how it works sometimes, man. The market is brutal. And the market is the people. It's the marketplace, right? And you may love what you do. You may love your passion or whatever. But if the market says no, you're beating a dead horse, okay? And I've seen many people stay in something for years, and it doesn't work. And what you need to do is take that thing around the barn, and you need to shoot it in the head. You need to kill it because it's done. It's not working. And you just got to realize that. Got to have a funeral for it. Did you dissolve 7-Day Fitness? Yeah, I did. It's gone. It's been gone. What's the next question for me here? If you want to go live like we did with Claudia, you know, shout out to Claudia. She had the guts. And she had the confidence to go live with me here. Some of you are too lazy to go live with me because you're still laying in your bed right now. I know you aren't laying in your bed all comfortable. Mm-hmm, I know. Lazy. Won't even get up. 
What's next year? Pull up to the party down the block. My party is right here in bed talking to you. I don't have time to party. Party for what? I don't even drink anymore. Uh, what's next? Hold on. All right, we have somebody else here. Christian. I can take Christian. Oh, I think he's trying to say criticism. Oh, Rockstar. Let's go live with Rockstar. Roxy here. Let's see. Do you know your purpose? Of course I do. Let's see if we can go live with Roxy here. Hey, Roxy, what's going on? Turn your light on. Hold on, let me turn my light on. I got on my Rockstar Properties hat, my bonnet underneath that. Oh, great. Perfect. I missed my flight, so I have a... Uh... That's Actually, yes. I... All right, Rockstar, uh, talk to me. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Where are you calling from? I'm actually in Pensacola, Florida, in a panhandle, but I live in St. Louis. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Missouri, by way of Tampa, Florida. I've been somewhere everywhere. Turkey, Africa. Everywhere. Oh, a well-traveled woman. Love it. I'm a pilot. Right. Uh -huh. I'm a student. Too. Say it again. I'm a student pilot. I fly planes. Oh, okay. Whoa, wow. I do a lot. I see that. So how can I help you? Well, actually, guess when I started following you? When? When you were doing a two-minute ad workout on YouTube a long time ago. Oh, yes. The 90-second abs. <laughs> I remember that video. Wow, that was a decade yes, ago. It was 90-second it was abs, and I was like, let me try this. It actually, I turned in, I did like a, a hit workout, and I do... Probably like five workouts, probably like five or seven, five to seven out workouts on one. I okay. do. I just had a baby probably four months ago. So. Oh well, congrats! Wow. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. I'm divorced, and. Uh, oh, congrats to you as well. Yeah, thank you very much. A lot of. But how can you help me? Let me see. Um. I'm an entrepreneur. You can invest. What what um what state are you in? I'm in Texas. Really? I am. What part of Texas? Dallas or Houston? Uh, or... Houston, Texas. Really? I have plenty of family in Houston. We might be oh, related. Wow. Oh wow, wow, wow. What part of Houston? South Park? Uh, I'm in the Montrose area now. Not too far from the Galleria. Really? Uh-huh. Do you own a property? in the gallery area? Mm, no, I stay in a penthouse. Okay. Are you renting? Or are you... I just rent. Yeah, I just rent. <laughs> yeah. Partner with me and buy one and let's Airbnb it out. <laughs> well, I already have. I have about 10 properties in Houston already. Really? Well, my, so my question is, 
So when you say party with you, why would I party with you? Tell me that. Because I'm the best. Why, would, why wouldn't you party with me? Do you know? Go ahead. Let me help you understand who I am. Hold what? on. Let me turn this hat around. Let me turn this hat around. Okay. I, okay. My hair is very long too. I'm not bald headed. Hold on one second. All right. All right. All right. There we go. There you go. Rockstarproperties.com. Okay. That's my website. You can look it up. Matter of fact, you can Google me, Roxy Hayes. Mm -hmm. I sell a minimum 32 homes a year. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're a real estate agent. I'm a, no, no, no. I'm a real estate broker. There's a difference. Oh, okay. Yes, it is a difference. All right. Okay. And I broker. I'm also a developer, one of the first black developers um, yeah. in community. Okay. In I develop property. I also wholesale property. I do a couple of things. I'm a Capricorn, too. You know, we all over the place. Oh, so you don't need me then? <laughs> I don't need you. Know? you. I, I, I want to partner with you. <laughs> why? Well, why? Because I like your energy. So you only want to partner with me because you like my energy? Yeah. Are you single and married? I know you got kids and stuff. Uh, I want a single man. I got about three kids. Really? How old are you? I need a day older. A day older? I'm, I'm just 22. You are you? not no 22. You about 40-something. Uh-uh. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm like 24. Sometimes I'm 24. You are not 24. Where's I am. I'm no, you, you are not. I'm going okay. to show you my birth certificate. You, I need to see your permission slip, your birth certificate, all of that, because you are not 24. Honestly, I can hook you up with my... um. So I have a real estate guy right that does all my stuff, and real estate stuff. I can definitely hook you up with him, and maybe you guys can get together and work something out because honestly i kind of let him do everything he just tell me what to buy and i just buy it and, you know whatever i don't even want i don't even want to do you wholesale or do you actually buy the property i just bought properties i just buy them cash okay. and just rent them out okay well then buy some with me in california well i mean everything goes through him he's okay. my guy hook me up with that person oh i will look, look I will. at people I'll... laughing at us Okay. Oh, I will. Yeah, okay. yeah, I will. I, I can we actually her. might be related. You know, my mom, my mom has 18 siblings, three sets of twins. I was named oh. as a grandmother. Are you in, are you from Houston, Texas? Ben I Lewis? am. I am born and raised. Really? I am. Who your people is? <laughs> uh, you mean my mom and dad? Yes. Uh, my dad's name is Wesley Virgin. He's a minister. He's a pastor as well. And my mother is Joanne Virgin. Yeah. They still together? They are still together 40 plus years. What happened to you? What do you mean? <laughs> are you divorced? <laughs> or are you oh, no, no, no. I'm not divorced. I'm just married to the bunny right now. <laughs> so you actually, you just, so you just the hoe? No, what? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No. What What is that? What is the hoe? You ain't 20-something. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. I am not. I'm just, like, I'm in a phase of my life that, um, like, what I'm doing here, right? This is, like, my purpose. This is my passion to help people develop themselves to become what they want to be. And um, I'm just in the, I'm in my prime right now. So, and I'm just building companies. And I'm just enjoying that. And maybe one day, 
one day. You? Huh? You don't tell me how old are you are. I told you I'm 24, sometimes 22. I let the chat tell you. Chat, tell, tell this young lady my age. They're going to tell you. I'm 43. How old you are? I, oh, I'm, you're 43. Uh, uh, you're 43? Oh, you look young. No, you are 43. I'm 33. Oh, you're 33. Oh, yeah, you look young. I know I look young. You do, you do. I, I mean, I'm a little bit too young for you. I'm too young for you. Yeah, I'm that's only 22. Yeah, that's why I'm a cougar today. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm You're just playing. Ain't nobody studying you, Wesley Berger. I got my own money. Let me tell you something. Tell me. One thing about me, I'm not. I'm not sweating about no money. Okay, I make money myself. Of I course. drive a Tesla and I lease a Jeep under my business, and I'm about to go get a G wagon. Oh, I love it. One thing for sure, I'm about to also partner. You know what you can partner with me to do? Tell me. I, I need one more partner. Mm -hmm. I got All I need is three people, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay? Because I'm a Christian woman, too. I love Jesus. Uh-huh. You can partner with me to buy a jet. That'll help me save money on my on my flight lessons. To save money on your flight lessons? But what's in it for me? We're going to rent the plane out to the white folks. Oh, we're gonna rent a plane out. Yeah, make money off of it. You just, just hit, follow me. Just partner with me and and my friend. She famous on TikTok. Make money and all of that. And listen, I I got the juice. Just like you got the juice, I got the juice. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, you got the juice. All right. with, we already in. I'm finna, I can fly to Houston tomorrow. I got points. <laughs> I got Amex card. I got I got credit. I got eight fifty credit score. What you need? What What you need? Let me tell you something. I'm proud of you. You're doing well. I mean, you need to be giving some of these folks some advice as well. How long have you been in business? I've been in business for about five years. Wow. And you're a broker already? Yeah. I, I told him, I told Caldwell Maker, yeah, I got two years of my time. Wow. That's impressive. I went and got my broker's license. I have a team of six people. I have a, uh, my best friend actually works under my broker. She's in Orlando. I have somebody in Houston working under me, too, in Dallas. Man, I'm proud of you. Well, I'll link you up. I mean, I don't know if you know about any properties in Houston, Texas, because that's where I specifically um, primarily. Huh? I know about Cypress. I know about Katie. I know about Hiram Park, Clark. I know about. Okay. Yeah, because usually. Um, I was just there last week. And it's good news that the, the housing market is crashing right now. Yeah, my brother. excited about that? Huh? What do you do? Because I'm in trucking too. Uh, I'm just a digital marketer, honestly. I just own just several digital marketing offices and products, and I do training courses online, YouTube channel, and you know, a little That's bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you too. Well, thank you. Thank you. you. One day, one day I'm gonna be like you when I grow up. No, we're going to be like each other because you say you 20 something. You lying, though. I know. That's all right. You're going to be my mentor. You know, I'm young. So no, I got to learn from Rockstar. Yeah, you can learn from me and I can learn from you. But you know what we can do when we buy this jet together? We can really, that's when. The, that's where the money resides. Actually, when I get a jet, it's just going to be for me, honestly. It could be, be for both of us. Hey. It's going to be WRC Enterprise. I just wanted Wait, to say what? King West, honestly. King West? King West. That's it. 
That's fine. I don't give a damn what it say. As long as my name is on the uh, paperwork, on the title. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hi. Right, well, let me let me talk to some other people. It was a pleasure talk talking to, to you, though. I'll talk to my people too. All we need is um, I got I got my people. I'm gonna introduce you to you. You're gonna love them. Yeah, send me a DM and I'm gonna see my guy's name and maybe you guys can work some because he does stuff all over the United States. So. I'm sure you guys can. I don't need to know real estate stuff. I'm talking about by buying a jet, Wesley. Well, I don't want to buy a jet right now. Not right now. You don't have to buy it by yourself. How much liquid cash you got? Well, I mean, but I don't want to buy a jet right now. Okay. That's, you got not, that's, that's not my focus. Right now, I'm just buying homes. But they say, I'm from Sudan. I want to help my team want to 150 and balance of. You want to continue to buy homes. I, you know what? That's mm -hmm. fine. Send me your guy because I can buy this house in Pensacola I want to um, buy with my brother. I just need one. Actually, I don't need another partner. I would desire one more partner. Yeah, would you just buy that jet yourself, girl? You can do it. Um, That wouldn't be a good business move for me because I got three other development properties. I, I, got, I have a lot going on, mm -hmm. and I have to one person for this. See what I'm saying? Oh, I think they're leaving. Say again. I'm a Capricorn. Oh, My birthday is twenty-seven. Oh, did, wait, did I lose you? Oh, I think I lost you guys. All right, who's next? Can you buy a home in Colorado? I will be your real estate agent. <laughs> the only top notch. All right, next question for me, folks. You know, listen. You know, I'm so proud of that young lady because she's doing well, Roxy. She's doing well. It's so many. I want you folks to understand that, because I know some of you think only broke people are listening to me. Uh, no, uh, people that have money, people that are successful, some people that are millionaires listen to this chat. They just prefer to listen in the background here, right? So, of course, you want to go live. Let's go live with this young man. Uh, hold on, give me a second. Uh, all right, here we go. Go live Raz Gafford. What's going on, my man? How are you? Hello. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Where are you calling from? Calling from uh, California. California. San Diego? Los Angeles? Orange County. Orange County. All right. Well, what's your name? My name is Raz. Raz. So what can I do for you, brother? Uh, so I'm actually... Uh, I used uh one time i talked to you like uh more than a year ago if you remember it was a year ago i used uh i lived in a like a different apartment that time i it was just like the moment um after i moved in here okay uh i was struggling you know uh, i was living like in a living room uh so now i moved into my own place i uh, i graduated high school i i go to college right now oh okay uh, congrats yeah thank you um but right now i'm struggling with uh right now i i like i feel like i achieved many things that you know and i feel like lazy most of the time i just like end up scrolling on instagram or tiktok like wasting my time but at the same time sometimes i just want to do something but you know 
uh, at the same time, I just want to, you know, just chill, watch Netflix, or like, you know, how to c overcome laziness. How to overcome laziness? <laughs> well, I'll, let me ask you this: like, what do you want to do with your time? Like, are you starting a business? Are you working a job? Like, what are you doing for income right now? I used to work in a restaurant, uh, but uh, right now I, uh, because I'm in college, um, I want to like spend more time studying. So I was struggling, um, and I quit my job to in order to get my grades up. Okay. So and you're in college for what's the major? It's, uh, information systems, computer information systems. Oh, okay. You want to be a programmer? Uh, yes. Which language? I'm thinking uh, C++ or like Python. So why are you not writing on your free time? Like writing code or learning how to write code? I mean, uh, my, uh, like, actually, w what I really want to do is like, I want to do real estate. Well, drop out of college and go do real estate. I mean, uh, you know, my... <laughs> I mean, I promised to my dad to, you know, to go to college. I mean, are you trying to live your life or your dad's life? Which which life? I mean, uh, he has a point, too, because, uh, like, if I graduate from college, uh, like, from a computer information systems degree, I can get, a, like, a steady job, you know? Like, real estate is not always, like, a you know, steady because sometimes it crashes. Don't people sometimes, for example, right now, uh, like it's crashing, interest rates are high. Like if I became a real estate agent, like less and less people will buy it. And, you know, it's not, the real estate doesn't dad, always. Is your father rich? No. Do you, you want to be rich? Yes, of course. Well, my friend, unfortunately, you can't listen to your dad. I know you love him, but you can't listen to him. Because he's giving you all the advice of an average individual. Oh, the job is steady. Go to get a CIS degree. You know, it's steady. Listen, there's no such thing as security or job security or steady anything in life. Even jobs, nothing is steady. Period. And you're young. Like, what are you, like 20, 21 right now? 18. Oh, my God, man. Let me tell you something. You got a great opportunity to go out there and do what you want to do. You cannot listen to your parents, man. You love them. And listen, I get it. They're trying to give you sincere advice because that's what parents do. They always think they know more than what the kid knows, but they don't know because they're from a totally different generation, right? He probably did well with what he's currently doing. You have his job. He's making okay money, but you're not trying to make okay money. You have to understand you're in a different generation than your father, which means is, and everybody else, and just by listening to you, I know you don't even want to be in college right now. I know you don't want to do you don't want to be in a CIS degree. You don't even, you don't have even a passion to be a programmer because I know programs and I know how they talk. I know how they speak and I know what they think about and nerds, man, deeply. And you ain't that type of person. You can just tell you're just doing it to get the approval of your father. But let me tell you something. I had to talk to a young man when I was standing in Miami. It was a young man. He was 19 years old. He was going to school because of his mama. He said, man, I really want to quit, man. But my mom, you know, I'm scared. I said, are you kidding me? So you're going to suffer for four to five years to get a degree that you're probably never going to use because you're going to be older. And when you get older, you're going to have a bit more confidence and you're finally going to say, I don't want to do this shit. This is boring because no one wants to do something they don't want to do. Right. 
And unfortunately, younger people don't realize that until they get into the later 20s. And they say, man, I wasted so much time and so much money. So you got to imagine something. Do you want to have a bunch of loans and money you got to pay back to have a degree that you don't even want to do? And not even sure if you're going to do very well as a programmer because it's not a passion of yours? Or number two, do you just take a leap of faith and learn real estate? You know, you take five weeks. I don't know if it's a two-month course. not even that long. And it's very inexpensive. And you can get out there and find your person that's already doing real estate to do it very well. Get with a, a broker, Keller Williams, and learn the business. It's going to save you and your dad money. You got to explain it to your dad because your dad is only speaking from his generation, man. You're young. He's in a different generation than yourself. So you mm -hmm. have to remember something. You can't allow your parents to make a decision for your life because if you do that, and if you use his intellect, if you use what he has done, then you're going to be no better than him. You're going to be just like him. You don't want to be just like him financially, do you? You yeah. want to be more financially set than your father, right? Correct. So the thing is you can't listen to him when it comes to that. Finances, money, career choice, there's no such thing as job security. Job security is for the people who are average. Average people talk that way. That's just how it is. Like my parents are the same way. Oh, go back to school. Go to, just get your job. You had a good job. Go back there. It's safety there. You have money. But I'm not trying to be safe. And I want you to think that way. I was trying to be rich. And when you're trying to be rich, it's no such thing as safety. It's no such thing as steady. It's a risk every single day. And let me tell you something. I fucking love it. And you got to yeah. make a decision. You got to say, hey. Do I want to waste four to five years to get a CIS degree? That doesn't guarantee you get a job, by the way. I mean, it does not guarantee you get a job at all because the world is changing every freaking month, right? Yeah. So in five years, man, it's going to be a totally different world. We have no – and with AI, it's, just, it's insane right now, right? So you have to make a decision. You say, well, what do you want? And what you just told me that you want to be a real estate person. You want to be a real estate agent. You want to learn. Yeah. Why do you want to be a real estate agent? I mean, I don't. I, I want to be. I want to do real estate. I don't want to be exactly agent. For example, I want to like buy a multi property and rent it out, or like do Airbnb. Like okay. I want to do something related to real estate. Not exactly. I I'm like agent as a starter. I can be an agent right now. I'm taking at the same time courses for real estate with this my CIS degree classes. So I'm studying at the same time, too. At the same time. Man, yeah. my, I'm just being honest with you. Listen, my best advice to you, and I let me tell you something. Your father's not going to agree with me. He's not. And that's cool. But you got to remember something. I'm worth $40 million, and I'm living my life how I want to live it. And you're 18, and I'm a little bit older than you, right? But I'm going to tell you this. You got to, at the end of the day, you have to think. You got to say, who do I listen to in this moment? You know, my father loves me. He wants the best for me. But you got to yeah. think about your father's life. You say, you know what? Does he have the life that I want? You got to be honest with yourself. Like the, the life that my father had, I didn't want that life. Absolutely not. You know, it was a struggle all the time. It's kind of like just average. You know, and he wasn't like we were just destitute, but it was just average. You know, we didn't travel. We didn't go anywhere. We had old cars. I never got no nice pair of shoes. I never had nice. I mean, couldn't afford any of that stuff. So I didn't want that financial type of life. Absolutely not. So you have to ask yourself and be honest with yourself, who are you going to listen to? Because who you listen to for the next four to five years 
well, that's going to be your life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I moved out from my parents when I was 16. And, you know, at the beginning, I struggled a little bit. That's when I talked to you and you give me some motivation. And like, uh, I mean, I, I uh, got a better job. I mean, I, I'm doing, um, I moved to my own place right now. Yeah. My dad also, I t told him my plans about real estate. I told him that I want to take a, like a loan for, to get a, like a FHA loan to get my first, uh, like a, a duplex or a triplex, you know, right. and like live in one and rent out the others. And my dad is a very, like a religious person. Uh, he's like strict Muslim. So in our religion, you're not allowed to take out a loan. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And when I told him my plan about like, I want to take out a loan like a, for, and uh, you know, like buy a multi-property. And he said, uh, like, if you take out a loan, I will never talk to you. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> your dad told yeah, you? Yeah. yeah who's, paying, who's paying your rent? Your dad or you? No, I'm paying for my college myself, my rent myself, everything. But but you don't have a job. I mean, I, I saved money. I saved up. Uh, oh. I worked hard like before. Now I uh, I'm paying, but I'll get it. I just quit like a month ago, so I'll get a job in like next month because um uh, oh, college, okay. this semester is yeah coming to an end because because of my finals, I had to quit from my old job. You know. Yeah, I mean. Your dad said he won't he won't talk to you again. He's lying. I mean, he's gonna talk to you. So, <laughs> if, I, if, I, <clears throat> if I was you, do what you got to do, young man. Go for it, right? Because your dad's just not a supporter right now. And it's okay. Like my father wasn't a supporter either, not one hundred percent, because it's the it's an unknown life, right? It's risky. So. He's just trying to protect you, and he want to say whatever he needs to say to make sure you don't move. But I'm telling you, go for it, because that's what I did. I didn't listen to him. They told me to go. My father told me to go back to work because I was making really good money as a computer engineer. <clears throat> he said, man, just go back to your job. Just go back. You're making good money. Go back. And let me tell you something. I ain't done. I said, nope, I'm not going back at all, period. Oh, my God, you, you got, you're making all these mistakes. You... You owe money here, you owe money, you know, because that's what just the fathers or whatever. I didn't listen to it at all. But guess what? Guess who's listening now? Yeah. He is. Right? So you got to do the same thing. And I'm trusting they will. Once you make some money and once you're serious about what you're doing, your dad will come around, bro. When you pull up in that Lamborghini, he'll, he'll come around. You have nothing to say. Prove him. But don't let him, don't let him stunt your growth, right? just don't understand you know and the old people they never understand right they don't get it but remember it's your life to live not his life your life and it, and i feel that you want to take a risk you want to go out yeah. and get the fha loan and get that property go do it go try it see if it works go out there you know you don't have to tell your dad about it don't tell him nothing just tell him that you're still going to school even though you dropped out already right <laughs> right doesn't yeah. matter, you know, then go out there and once you start making some money and becoming successful, and your dad will see it because he'll see you wearing different clothes. He'll see you driving different cars and say, hey, dad, I'm going to take you somewhere. You take him to your first, your complex or to your first home. And you're like, dad, that's my property right now. I'm renting out Airbnb. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it.
right? You know, that's what you do. So don't let your father stop you. Don't let him stop you at all. Don't even listen to him. You got to be your own man. It's a book. I want you to read this book when you have time. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. And it has a chapter in this book. You write it uh, down. The Way of yeah. the Superior Man? Yeah, The Way of the Superior Man. Let me tell you what it says. It's very powerful. This is for all men to listen to. It says that a man must live as his father is already dead. A man must live his life as if his father is already dead. That means you have to live your life as if your father doesn't exist. That is all on you. That means no more calling your dad, dad, you think I should do this? Dad, what do you think about this? No, you got to live like he's already gone. You have to become a man. A man means that you have to depend on yourself and your own thoughts and make your own decisions, your own mistakes and move through those decisions and mistakes. That's what a man does. A man doesn't depend on his father anymore. So now I think you're at that point and it's time for you to live as if he's gone, even though he's still there. But you have to rely on yourself, which means you don't need no more approval from your father. Everything that you want to do, you don't need to ask him. You don't need to tell him anything. You just go do it because you're a man now. Make sense? Yeah. So you go out there and make it happen, young man. Look at your progress. You got your own place. You did it yourself. You're 16 years old. Wow. Kudos to you. You're paying for that. You're paying for your own education. Right? You know, you're showing yeah. him. You're showing yourself that you can do it yourself. So you don't need any validation or any self-approval from anybody, including your father. You don't need your father's approval to do what you got to do because it's your life. So the next okay. time we go live, man, I want to I see you in your new home or your, your Airbnb property. Okay. All right, All right much All right. love. Thank you. Yes, sir. And, and listen here, that's for all my men on here. <clears throat> you know, listen, <clears throat> it's very tough for men to understand that. Because <clears throat> one thing that men all want, you know, unfortunately, they want to approve of their father or the approve of their parent or the person that raised them, right? Because they want to make them proud. We like subconsciously we want to do this because as young people, that's what we want to do. We want to make the people that raise us proud of us, right? So as we become older, like women, they want to make their mothers proud. Like they want to continue to do everything because we get so much disapproval from our parents as when we're younger. So we want to prove them that we knew what the fuck we were talking about. We want to prove them that we are smart, that we're intelligent, and that we can do it. Because the parents are always like, oh, you can't do it yet. Wait till you get older. You don't have enough skill. You're too young. I'm older than you. I'm wise. You know, we hear that from your parents all the time. So, you know, um, adults such as yourself, we have the proclivity to want to make our parents happy, to prove them that we are able to do it. But listen, men, okay? And listen, men, just like I shared with that young man, and it's hard for men to actually just capture this, but listen, you have to live as if your father doesn't, doesn't exist, which means you can't call. When you need help, you call nobody. You call yourself. Like me, I don't call my father when I need help. I don't call my father when I have problems in my life. I don't call my father when I have problems in business, call, in my relationship coming. I don't call anybody. I call myself because I'm a man. That's what a man does. A man figure things out. See, what you don't realize, a lot of you men, you're using your father as a crutch. I was in an Uber the, a couple of months ago, and I was talking to this young man, and he sparked up a conversation with me, and I think he's from Ethiopia, and you know, he really looks up to his dad and, you know, and taking a lot of advice from his dad and 
He said he'll feel really, really bad if his dad didn't give him advice or if his dad was gone. He said if his dad died, he don't know what he would do. He said, man, if my dad died, I don't know what I would do. And I felt sad for that man. I had to give him some advice. I said, young man, are you insane? You're a man now. Do you not realize that? You, you, you have to know what you're going to do because you're a man. You got to live as if your father doesn't even exist. Yes, he exists. Yes, you love him. But you can't use him as a crush because a lot of men, they always hit their father. father. Dad, what do I do? Where? Dad, what do you think about this? Dad, what do you think? And they're like 30, 25 years old. I'm like, and you're still asking your father what you should do? Figure it out. That's what I would tell my son. Well, he's too young right now, so I'm still going to teach him. But when he becomes an adult, like 25, 20, I'm like, son, you need to figure it out. Because, I see, I talk to my son or I give him advice and I share with him. I give him the game as a young man. He's like 16, 17 now, right? No, almost 17. Wait, hold on. Oh, shoot, my son's birthday is like next week. Is it? Oh, my God, I think it is. Oh, no, it's not. No, my son already had a birthday. Oh, yeah, he already had a birthday. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's 17. <laughs> I have so many children, right? But, yeah, uh, you know, my son's 17, yeah. But, you know, I've been training him since he was 13. So I'm always saying, hey, you got to do this. Go do this. Go get a job. Go do this. Go do this. You're going to do the business. You're going to work with me. Well, you got to work with me. If you're not going to work with me, you need to go get a job right now, period. Right? I'm going to do all the teaching as a young man. But when you start to get older, 22, 23 years old, you got to make it on your own. You got to figure it out. Right? Like, I'm going to be always partial to my girls. It is what it is because I'm a provider by nature. I take care of women that's in my life. That's just how it is. But men, no. Nah. I don't give you my son because I can't debilitate you. You're not going to use me as a crutch because I'm going to give you all the tools that you need as a teenager. I'm going to let you know what you need to do. And I'm saying, hey, it's happening. You're getting older. You're about to graduate high school. You better figure it out. You better think about what you want to do and how you want to do it. Because it's going to get real. And I'm never going to let you fail. But I will let you struggle. But you don't have to. Because you make a decision that you need to make now. So men, you got to live as if your father is dead. Like he's gone, passed away. All right? You don't need to be calling your dad, asking for advice. What should you do and all that? No. Now, you don't need to tell your dad everything that you're doing in your life. Just do it because he's going to be, he's going to have the tendency to want to give you advice. Oh, no, son, don't do that. No, son, don't do that. Don't tell him nothing. Go out there and be the man for you and your family if you have one. Next question for me here. What's next? What's next? Talk to me. All right. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> What's next here? Oh, words not enough to understand for a kid to realize the truth to becoming a man this older generation has screwed up. 
Okay. Speak about some of the psychological programming that were so deeply embedded in your unconscious that you didn't realize was a huge detriment to your success until later in life. Yeah, like I just told you, school. School was. Like growing up with my parents, like I never heard any type of positive reinforcements. Like my parents never told me that they loved me. The only time they told me they were loving me is when they were whooping me, beating my ass, right? You know, whooping me with that belt. You know, you ever got a whooping from your parents and say, I'm just whooping you because I love you, son. I'm like, what kind of love is this? I don't want this love. I'm punishing you because I love you. So imagine hearing that over and over again. I'm punishing you because I love you. Like imagine living a life like that as a kid, hearing that over and over again. So now as an adult, that's why I was had a challenge with women. Right? <laughs> I was very cold to women, right? Um, because love meant pain to me, right? So I would just give women pain, not physical pain, emotional pain, right? I was very just stolid and nonchalant with women. Like I didn't care. I get what I want and get out. That's just how I was, right, in my 20s. Uh, yes, I'm still 25, by the way. But, um, yeah, that's so. That's one of the things that took place in my life that I had to heal from, that I had to realize that I had to learn how to love myself because I didn't know what love was because I wasn't taught love properly. I didn't know love was kindness. I didn't know love was nurture. I didn't know love was compassion and empathy. I didn't understand any of these words. I didn't understand that feeling at all. So that was when I realized, I remember I was dating this girl from Macedonia <clears throat> because I was overseas at the time. I was in Afghanistan as a contractor and I was with this girl. She was a beautiful Macedonia. I mean, gorgeous, Jesus Christ, gorgeous, gorgeous. Tell me the women outside the U.S., I mean, they're just some of the most beautiful ones. But anyway, uh, she was from Macedonia. And, uh, you know, every man wanted this woman. But, of course, Wesley got her. Of course. Because that's just what I am. When I want something, I got to have it, right? It's just what it is. It's just in my DNA, man. And um, I I was dating her. And, you know, it was kind of just kind of shitty to her sometimes. It's kind of just rude. I don't know. I was just, I would have my mood swings, I guess, whatever. And shit, then that girl would continue to love me. You know, it's like the first time in my life that I was just kind of mean to a woman. You know, just just act a certain way, but she was always giving me love. And I couldn't understand it. And one day I asked her, I said, man, I said, let me ask you a question. How do you, because I just don't understand how she would just give me so much love and kindness, even though I was just being an asshole sometimes. And, she, and I asked her, I said, you know, how do I, um, how do I, I said, how do I, what did I say? I said, how do I, um, how do I feel love or, uh, how do I, you know, experience love? Yeah, I said, how do I experience love? And she said, you give it. And that was the first conversation I had with a woman that taught me how to love, honestly. She said, you got to give love, Wes. That's how you'll be able to experience it. And, um, yeah, that was, I mean, I'm not sure that was <laughs> related to me making the millions of dollars, but it did open up my perspective of, you know, loving people because I had to love myself. Then I realized later I didn't even love myself. I thought I did. Like a lot of you think you love yourself, but you don't. You know, you really don't. You put up with so much stuff because with people because you don't love yourself. That's why you always need somebody to be around you. Yeah, 
You know, you have some people on the planet, they have to always be in a relationship. They have to always be with somebody, always. And it's because, not really because they need to be with somebody, but they feel that they need, like, love from somebody else. They need somebody to care about them. They need somebody to think about them, right? And what they don't realize is that they can love themselves, but we've never been taught how to do that. Some people have, but not many. Questions for me? <clears throat> Women are absent from their feelings at at a at time too. I know that I was. Yeah, I agree with you, coconut smile. I get it. What's next here? Uh, how do we use our why to motivate us when 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 it gets hard? Well, understand, Maya, the why. It's the emotional motivator that's going to compel you through the process of going through the difficult times. Like, you know, one of my wives were my children. You know, I just, anytime I would think about Deasia and Dave and Denia, you know, I just say, nah, I can't stop. I got to keep going. You know, I'm doing it for them. Because I didn't want my, my children to have a normal average dad. It's a lot of average dads on the phone right now. Like on the on the live here, on a podcast, you know, a lot of you are average dads, man. You're just an average dad, just a regular average dad. You know, you got an average job. You do average things, average. You know, I wanted to have children that my children would brag about me. You know, and that my children will express how great I am. You know, the other day, like my my firstborn Deasia, she's she's down here for college. Uh, for the for the holidays, and you know we spent the whole day together. We had a good time. It was fun. And I woke up in the morning, and I have this new refrigerator. It's really fancy, right? And it has a screen on it. And I woke up, and it said that I have the best dad ever in life. Oh, I was almost in tears. I mean, just and I'm like, wow. When does he have time to do that? You know, just imagine waking up, going to your refrigerator, your refrigerator, or ATER, whatever, and, uh, you know, getting a glass of water, you see that your daughter wrote that you're the best dad ever. God damn, that feels good. And that's what I want, man, because I want to be the best freaking dad ever, right? Which I am. And, um, Yeah. I just, I didn't want to be average, man. I didn't want to be average. And not to be average, I, I couldn't be, you know, I couldn't work a job for nine to five. I can't be that type of person. I wanted to be an outstanding individual that excel in all areas of life. And I want to be that example for them. And I want them to be, to put, I want them to have a glimpse of what's possible. But to be honest with you, since they are with me, you know, most of the time, like, when they're with me, it's just their normal. Like, it's just their normal to be in the penthouse. It's just their normal. Like, my children have been to over 10 countries already. <clears throat> they're, not even, they're not even in their 20s yet, but they've been all over the world. They've been to Japan, been to uh, Dominican, been to Hawaii, been to Tokyo, been to Kyoto, been to Bali, Indonesia. They've been to Kenya. They've been all over the world, right? And to them, it's a normal life. To them. 
it's normal because they're children, right? When, when they, you know, of us traveling with Barbados. I mean, we've been everywhere, right? They've been on private plane, private jets, first class. And it's just, they're normal in their minds. It's, it's normal for them to have a shelf. Like when they come in for the sauna, of course, my shelf fix their dinner and their breakfast as well. You know, it's just normal for them. It's not like some of you are like, oh my God, I can't believe I got a shelf. This is amazing. To them, it was never amazing for them. It was never amazing for them to get on the plane and fly first class. It was never amazing for them to stay in a five-star hotel. It's not amazing for them to go to the jungle or go to the safari in Kenya. It's not amazing for them to be on private flights. It's just like when they experienced all this stuff, it was just normal for them, right? To you, it'd be amazing. Like if I took you, put you in a Lamborghini, to them, it's just normal. It's normal for them to ride in the Lamborghini, ride in the McLaren, drive the Lamborghini. Because now two of my children drive. So David, he drives the BMW, my BMW i8 when he comes down here. He's driven my my Lamborghini already. I mean, they've already had the experiences already. So, you know, I'm so excited to see what's going to happen in the future, you know? I mean, I, I, I think I set them up pretty well. Did I not? I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah, that's why they call me daddy. Did an outstanding job because I had my wine. I stuck to it, okay? So what's very important is you got to be committed. Got to be, and what are you going to be committed to? got to be committed to something man honestly you got to get out of this this pity party with yourself and say oh i can't i don't know my why i don't know why i can't get i don't know like you have to just divorce that feeling of pity and victim mentality okay even when you feel that way like i i, I have a rant about like real men don't cry that bullshit about real men cry shut that shit. real men don't cry absolutely not Weak men cry. And I don't care what you women or men say. Real men, they don't cry at all. And if they do cry, they cry by themselves alone. And I'm talking about crying about your life. Not crying about somebody passed away or died. I'm talking about your life. Right? Because you're in a, a very you know, peculiar, unique situation right now. Stop crying. Crying means bitching. Crying means complaining and whining about how life is unfair. A man doesn't do that. That's what a boy does. Okay? What's next year? Questions for me here. How has having children changed you? Well, I'll say this. Like having daughters, like you fought, like you folks, well, I guess I'll tell you, but I mean, I have two biological children. But, you know, Denia, she's not my biological, but I claim her as my biological. Because the mother of my children had like seven kids. That's a whole nother story, right? <laughs> um, but I'll say this. Having girls, and by the way, I do want more girls. Having girls have made me a better man as it relates to women. I'm more patient with women, right? Because, you know... With a woman that I'm dating or dealing with, I mean, you know, I can have a short pages for her. I'm like, man, get out of here, right? <laughs> I can be cruel, right? But with your daughter, and she's a woman, but she's your daughter, so got to be a bit more patient. But they act the same. They can be very rude to you, right? <laughs> right, so they've allowed me to be more patient, you know, 
more compassionate as well. Listen more. I know how to empathize more having my daughters. And I'm going to be honest, we have a beautiful relationship with both of them. I have a beautiful, I'm so grateful. I have a beautiful relationship with my daughters and my son. It's a great relationship. We don't have any problems and at all. It's just a, it's a beautiful relationship. You know, when I'm out with DeAsia, we, I mean, all the time we get coming, it's like, oh my God, man, I just love your relationship. I love y'all. Wait, that's her dad? You know, because everybody mistake me as her brother because, you know, because I look so young. So amazing, right? But, you know, people just come in all the time and say, oh, my God, I just love you, too. I love your relationship. It's just so beautiful. And it is because my daughters, they're like my best friend. Right? Tell them everything. And um, we have very open dialogue, very open conversations about a lot of stuff. Deep stuff, too. Things that children wish they can share with their, with their parents. Because I don't judge my children. I don't judge them. I don't criticize them. I don't make them feel bad for some of the things that they have done. Because I've done stuff, right? I've done stuff as a younger person. I know the deal, right? So I can't just criticize them if they make a mistake and do something. Just listen. Save this live, Wesley. So many gems. Folks, did you get value here tonight? Are you getting value? Comment below. Did you hear all the gems? Did you grab some of these gems here? You, you realize that, you know, I, I like to talk about money and success, but sometimes we got to talk about life because what we really want is a certain quality of life and not just money. You want to be a better parent, maybe a better lover, a better husband, better man on the planet, right? So these are qualities that you have to learn if you don't, if you've never been taught them. And I'm here to teach you. Have you ever thought about the concept of humanity? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by the concept? I wonder if that works with women with sons. Well, mm, I'll tell you this, that a woman cannot raise a man. Can't, cannot. They can try to. But um, they can't raise them to be a man um you know shout out to all the single women out there that have children that you know and i and i apologize that you have fathers that are just so piss poor you know many fathers are not present and many fathers are just half-assed men and women i know you're doing your best but you can't raise a man but i will share this with you you want to get your son around a man trust maybe your father if you don't have a father maybe an uncle or a big brother program you want to get you, you got to get him around a man that has a positive influence in his life and they have many programs that you can put your son around men they need to be around men who are ethical moral smart business-like educated and as many men um are many programs that are available for young boys that women that you can put your sons around because it's important because you can't do it i mean i know you're doing the best job you can but you cannot raise a man it's impossible okay what's next here <clears throat> you can't raise a man because you're not a man you're a woman all right what's next here uh oh you asking what the purpose of life is 
Uh, you asked me what the meaning of life is. I answered that. I actually answered that question last night on my previous rant. But my belief, the meaning of life, is to make a contribution to other people's lives. That's it. That's my my thoughts, my definition. The meaning of life is to make a contribution to other people's lives. But you got to be in a position to make a contribution to other people's lives, right? There's so many ways to do it, right? But I believe that we're here to make people's lives better, make each other better. First, make yourself better. Then um, make a contribution to other people's lives, make their quality of life better as well. What's next here? I believe in God and he gave us all a purpose to foresee the future of generations. Oh, I believe God wants us to discover our purpose. Okay. I don't think he just gives you a purpose. You have to discover what your purpose is because, you know, according to the Bible, he gives you free will, he gives you free will. That means the freedom to decide. What's next here? Wes, how did you find the medium of balance? I understand sacrifice, but how do we execute balance of our goals in our normal life? Yeah, you don't. It's no balance. Like even now today with me and my life, there's no balance. Like I work more than anything else. It's no balance. If you're looking for balance, well, I'm going to tell you this, that you, you probably should not um, seek out to be a successful individual because there's no balance, man. It's really not. Um, something is always going to take more of your time. And usually that's going to be the company in the business here. Right. And, you know, I don't know why people want balance so badly here, honestly, because listen, maybe I work my business or I work into my business more than I spend with my children. But when I'm with my children, I'm present. And when I'm with my children, we can do fun, exciting things, not boring things like you. <laughs> right. Like we've been like every summer we take a vacation around the world. Like how many kids, how many children do that? I'd rather do that than just being with my kids every single day. For what? Why do I need to talk to them every single day? What are we going to talk about that we didn't talk about the day before? The thing is, I want to have experiences with my children, right? I want to be able to fly to another country and have a good time and walk on the beach with my daughter like we did in Costa Rica. Every morning when we were in Costa Rica, it was me, David, and DeAsia, and um, went to Costa Rica. We went to one island, and we took a pop private plane to another island and every morning me and Diego we would just walk the beach together talking about everything talking about life talking about boys you know it was incredible it was a great experience okay you know how magical that moment was right you know what created that moment working <laughs> right I mean it's cool going to the local park I mean it's cool going to you know, the little local Galveston Beach. That's disgusting, actually. But, I mean, it's cool going to the beach in your city and state. But, I mean, what about Costa Rica? Let's go somewhere else, a foreign place. And, you know, just have long discussions with your children and have chats on another part of the world. Why not? What's next here? What's your definition of the foundation that manifested the wealth you are currently able to obtain. What's the definition of foundation? 
that manifested the wealth? I don't, I don't know if that question even makes sense. What's your definition of the foundation? So you want to know what the foundation of my success? It's just my mindset. It's the way I think. That's it. My mindset. Do you read one book every single day? Do you read only the book that with an overlook of chapters you feel are best ones? Yeah, I mean, I don't read the whole book, right? Obviously, I just skim. I skim books. I just skim. I don't read the entire book. I just skim them. I just find what's applicable for me. Why did you want to develop your spiritual smell or was that natural? What made you want it? My spiritual smell? What? <laughs> what? What are we talking about here, Coconut Smile? Develop my spiritual smell? Can you give me a little bit more context? Any more questions for me here? You guys, I've been on here for two hours and 30 minutes. Show me some love in the comments below. Like, you just, you know, if I was going to bill you, that's, let me think, do the math. That's $125,000 here. Got all this for free. Okay. Questions here? Any more? <laughs> hey, Kiara. How are you, Miss Stephanie? How are you? It's the spiritual smell for me. Yeah, that's a new one. Coconut smile. I don't, I don't know if that was a typo or what. My spiritual smell. <laughs> Karina, how are you? Any more questions for me before I let you guys and gals go? And I expect you got value here tonight. Remember, Follow me on the podcast here. And if you want me to save this live, tag one person below and write a beautiful comment below if you don't mind showing your appreciation to me that I'm doing this. Because I could be sleeping like a baby right now, honestly. And I don't know I sleep like a baby literally, right? So, But I'm on here with you right? because I want you to make it. I want you to do well, okay? I'm here to teach you. I'm here to educate you. Even I know you, some of you are dozing off, but you need to wake up. You need to get to work as well. You say God gives you free will, but does God, but does God has a, has any plan for us if we surrender and choose his will? Well, Arise and I'll have to disagree with you. I'm going to have to defer. Okay. Um, I don't believe God has a plan for us. You know how people, they say, well, God has a plan for you. No, 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 no. Because think about it for a second. If God had a plan for you, and if God is all-powerful, and God has dominion over you, right, then you should be working a plan, right? If he has a plan for you. No, 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 no. And this is just my interpretation. is God has already given you everything that's necessary, all that you need. All that is required for you to manifest whatever life you want. Okay. And that's all taken from the scripture that we have free will. Right? Because I believe God has a personality, man. He has a sense of humor, right? He does. I think it does. Because if he didn't, then obviously he would just tell you what you should do and make you do it. 
you know, because he has the power to do that, correct? But he had a sense of humor, which means it's, no, 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 I'm going to give you free will. I'm going to give you everything that you need to either create your life or destroy your life. Which means is he wants you to create the plan. It's up to you. It's your plan. He gave you the tools. He gave you the bricks. Gave you the the towel, the the uh, the 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 panels, the windows, the material to build it. Right, but it's up to you to build what type of life you want to build based off the tools he have given you. Okay, so that's my thoughts on that. What did you spend your first million dollars on? Uh, I mean, I bought a vehicle. It was about one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Curious, what are some of your morning rituals, Wes? Um, I'm grateful every single morning. I meditate for 20 minutes, and I get ready for the gym. Have a protein shake. I drink a ton of water. I don't pick up my iPhone for the first hour of the day. And that's the morning ritual. Um, absolutely. Next here. Any questions here? Hey, Laurie, how are you? Any more questions for me before I let you folks go? I just want to make sure everybody had the opportunity to ask a question here before I leave. Going once, going twice. All right, we're done here. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining here. Remember, you can always go to Google.com, type Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast. If you want access to um, the number one manifestation program on the planet right now, where I would teach you personally how to manifest your goals and dreams faster than most people. Just search the genie script, download it, okay? Get access to the course where you'll be able to understand parts of the mind and how to use your thought patterns in a way to be able to get whatever you want on the planet here. This is what I've used, same system that I've used to manifest everything in my life. So that's the genie script.com, genie script, Google it and get access to it as well. Are you going to save this live? I will save it for you. Hey, much love. I'll see you soon. Remember, in life, you don't get what you want out of life. You don't get what you want out of life. You get what you picture. Picture the life that you want. Hold the picture in the mind every day, all day, as much as humanly possible. And I promise you, one day, I'll see you at the top. Much love. And let's go.